For about eight years, I was the director of Catholic Campus Ministry at The Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, right outside of Columbus, there was a really lovely suburb called Gehanna. <laughs> and every time I would read this particular gospel, I would look up and I would think, it seems like a nice place to me, you know? You could throw me out there. That'd be all right. Actually, the, the literal Gehenna, which Jesus is referring to metaphorically here, was outside of Jerusalem, but it was not a lovely suburb. It was the garbage pit. So the metaphor is like the place where they burn the garbage. Yeah, so Gehenna, Gehenna. Have you ever noticed that the longer we've been around, the harder it seems to make the right choices? It seems like there are more rules all the time. Start with Adam and Eve. There's one rule. Do not eat from that tree. Uh, so they ate it. And then from there, there's Ten Commandments. How long was it before all of them were broken? A few weeks? And then before you know it, we have Leviticus and the rest of the Hebrew Scriptures presenting us with 614 laws. So now we're down to rules like don't eat pork or lobsters or eagles. And don't trim the edges of your beard and don't wear fabrics made of uh, clothes made from blended fibers. It just didn't work. As long as our relationship with God was based on keeping rules, we were always in trouble. Part of our human nature is sinful and it draws us to break the rules. That's what we mean by original sin. In today's first reading from Sirach, if you don't know more of the context than they give us in the lectionary, you might be tempted to believe that our compliance with the rules is simply an act of will. Before you are life and death, so choose. Well, it's more than a simple choice for one or the other. Because part of our fallen nature draws us towards the wrong and towards evil. To say that good and evil are balanced and we have to just pick one is a heresy called Pelagianism. But the truth is we tend to do wrong unless we are influenced by God's grace. And that's why our relationship with God cannot be simply rules-based. The rules in themselves just tend to point out our inadequacies. In Matthew's Gospel for today, Jesus is trying to teach his people that something more is required of them than just obeying the rules. And he's very clear that he's not come to abolish the law, but to complete it. And then Jesus takes a whole series of laws and he reshapes them. You've heard the commandment that says this, but I'm saying to you this, which is inevitably harder. But the point is that what happens inside us matters. Our intent, our conscience, all of it matters. And of course, if we carry out all the precepts of the law and do so without love, it means nothing. I can't tell you the number of people who, over the course of my priesthood, have said to me, I've kept all the Ten Commandments my whole life, so I'm going to heaven. Really? As if driving all day without a speeding ticket is going to guarantee you're going to get to your destination. 
What about the direction the car is headed? I think that might be important at some point. The truth is the law is never going to save us. And the more we immerse ourselves in rules and regulations and legalities, the more we tend to deceive ourselves that God is somehow satisfied with our technicalities. And that's what this business of swearing and oaths is all about. If we are people of integrity, then we live by the truth. And we say yes when we mean yes, and no when we mean no. And God knows the truth doesn't change whether you are talking to your spouse or in public or in front of a grand jury, for example. And the truth doesn't change depending on our definition of particular words. There is little hope for us if our only hope is in the rules, the laws, and the commandments. Fortunately, we have a savior who doesn't abolish the law, but instead calls us, every one of us, to live lives of integrity. And in the end, we will be evaluated not on our compliance and not on our accuracy, but on our love our shortcomings before the rules and regulations and commandments are forgiven. Jesus died and rose so that those things could be forgiven. When we live lives of love, we open ourselves in humility to receive that forgiveness and to show that forgiveness to other people. And this is an important way that Christianity differs from the religious traditions that came before it. Our faith is essentially relational. That's what the Trinity means. You know, we refer to God as Father, not because God has gender, but because the word expresses a loving relationship of trust and honor and dependence. Jesus is our brother, and we are his disciples. And the Holy Spirit dwells in us because God's love overflows into us. And we are members of the body of Christ because we are interconnected in love. And this is our core identity as believers, as disciples, and as human beings. Rules and laws and commandments are important, but they are not what define us as Christian people. Instead, we are defined by the relationship of love that we have with God and with our neighbors.